1: Welcome to the Gastroenteritis Blues. My name is Steve Whitman. I am joined not by Dan Volpone. Dan is in study hall. Uh, he is studying for an exam, which happens on Monday. Uh, there's simply nothing we can do about it. Um, and, uh, but not Dan, I am joined by Emily Cannell. Um, Emily, I put this to you first as a video has come out online of uh, uh, a, an unseen James Harden. Who, who we believe is there, because an associate posted <laughs> posted this video, uh, but George Niang and Tyrese Maxey, uh, who has lost his innocence at a club, having a, I think a $10,000 stake. Um, I ask you, Emily, when was the last time you were at a club? Oh God,
0: um, a club, like a legit mm-hmm. club. Yes. <laughs> um
1: Possibly this club that they were at in Miami. That's for. I have never
0: parts. been to Poppy Steak. That's for a certain.
1: Is that um, what this is called, Poppy Steak?
0: Yes, I'm looking it up right now. I'm also. They're what they're. Uh, so I think what they had. The answer to your question is, I honestly think the last time I was in a club was in Miami, not Poppy. Whoa.
1: Steak.
0: Um, I in went Miami. to my. I went to Miami Music Week like seven years ago maybe and I went to a club um yes but I I was like when I saw this video that you speak of I was like there's no way that pure sweet Tyrese Maxey went to mm-hmm. a club like this that he's just not doing that so right. then I did some research into poppy steak and it is touted as a restaurant let me tell you it doesn't say okay. club it says okay. restaurant Please. it says Uses golden era Hollywood swagger with modern day Miami energy to create an entirely new steakhouse experience. Mm-hmm. So that was a, that was Miami energy that we saw in the video. Not a, you not see a
1: lighting club. in there, Emily. I'm
0: just saying there, there's a DJ. It says a full bar and custom cocktail program while DJs spin until the early hours. But I think that they got the, uh, the poppy steak, because it is the special, um, there's a secret sauce. <laughs> it can also be ordered within a beef case, which is what I think they got, the presentation. Right, I, is in.
1: I Not a to, briefcase, but a beef. beef
0: case. Yeah, Excellent. I think that's what they got. Wonderful. Um, unfortunately, there are no prices on the menu, but oh, it was I a... I would
1: never go to this place. No. No, I need to know. I need to move it, some money around.
0: It was a 40-ounce kosher tomahawk steak
1: that's why with, they're there it's kosher
0: right they too bad Willie Collie Stein got his uh contract we'll talk ended. about that
1: later yeah.
0: fortunate right. um yeah in the beef case so that's what they got I want to know if they took Matisse for his birthday
1: I don't I don't think so that's um. rude of them <laughs> Um, i just
0: want to say that when this podcast was conceptualized this was my dream just talking about poppy steak for 45 minutes so now that dan isn't here to talk about actual basketball like you're gonna get me off the rails that's all i have to say about it oh wait i I found it the steak is only 190 dollars, according to pricelisto.com pricelisto world-renowned pricelisto obviously
1: 190 dollars I thought I saw somebody say there was ten thousand dollars, but they might have been having, having a joke, having a or joke. bottles. Well, we know that James Harden enjoys a night out. He you did can not get play. it
0: delivered on Uber Eats. Poppy steak, so it's not. Can a we club. order it's it? Clearly, can a we restaurant. order it right now. Yeah, we, let's order we, it. Let's get can will Poppy Steak go sponsor us and send us a beef case on Uber Eats.
1: We can put it on the Liberty Ballers Company card.
0: That'd we can expense
1: good. it as a, as a uh, sort of fun YouTube clip. And then- uh, Oh, look! We can, oh! This this is, a, we didn't, this didn't is even the know beef this case. was going to happen. This is the beef case. All right. Drew Bad is going to play the video podcast. now. Bad I don't know the if the sound version. will work. But right it's now, fine. Drew is playing the video of the beef case. And, it uh, lights up. George Niang, who's enthralled. playing really well with James Harden. And then they open this orb. That the steak is under and there's a sauce there, and uh, Maxie is having a time of his life. This is
0: incredible. Um,
1: it's really tremendous, tremendous stuff. Uh, I, I love it. Thank you, Drew. Uh, thank you for uh, for jumping in with that. So yeah, that's great. Um, the Sixers this week they uh, beat the Knicks in James Harden's home debut. Which Emily, correct me if I'm wrong. You were at, and so was Dan. Yep. Uh, and friend of the show, Zana. Did you see Zana?
0: Hey, not see Zainab or Dan, okay. for that matter. Oh, I thought saw you saw Dan. Doherty did.
1: Doherty. Okay. I need the full story of that. Um, and then they beat Cleveland in a comeback win. And then uh, with Harden resting, because he was at Poppy Steak, uh, they uh, they lost Miami in, in a sort of shitty game. Um, so let's start at the beginning. Uh, Harden's home debut. Uh, take me through it. Your firsthand account. Um, they beat the Knicks in sort of a... a I believe, basically a wire-to-wire win. The Knicks are not very good. Uh, The Sixers played them in sort of a home-and-home series. Um, I imagine the energy in the crowd was pretty electric. Um, What was it like, and why did Jordy agree to see Dan, and why did you refuse? Um, Um, Take me through it. Oh, and how was the milkshake?
0: I didn't get a milkshake. Or Dan, Dan got, got a, milkshake. a milkshake.
1: There was some I have, milkshake conversation going on.
0: I have had a milkshake in the past. Um, the milkshake was good when I had it. Me and Dan got the same flavor, so we'll have to see what he thinks.
1: Which was? Um,
0: I think we got the the cookies and cream or the cookie dough, the one with the cookie on top. Great. There's like a mint one with a whole mint ice cream sandwich on top. Wow. Um milkshake place in wells fargo center if you want to partner up just let us know steve's willing to come down i don't know so this it's is, like this
1: is why we need reach research department What's it's like
0: steampunk themed though and they all wear like it is? yes and it's like it's like some it's like an emporium and it they all wear like aprons and like big goggles on their head what it's right outside. what
1: a steampunk decision
0: themed, i don't know
1: what a decision Okay. All right. So keep going. Uh, um, Dan's at the game. He says, Hey, Emily, do you want to meet up? You say, he, Absolutely
0: not. He didn't ask if I wanted <laughs> to meet up. And then I ended up meeting up with a friend from college. And then Jordy went to walk around and ran into Dan. So he saw Dan. And I said, Did Dan hug you and say, I love you? And he said, He hugged me. I'm not sure about the I love you.
1: Ooh, interesting. Because we'll Dan always says, Love
0: you that. when he gets off yeah. the phone with you or anything. It's very sweet.
1: Yes. He's a sweet kid. um so and how was the game how what was it like when Harden was introduced and uh you know what what was your big takeaway from the game uh with the Knicks there
0: game was great um I was wondering how in Harden's first game they would introduce him if he would get like the last place for for his first game like the last you know intro spot Mm -hmm. but he doesn't he takes the first intro spot Joel still gets the last intro spot which I think is nice and respectful
1: yes
0: um they have a I don't know if it's a fully new intro video but like for some reason it just gets me like infinitely more hype than the old intro video um just like the harden clips and they got everyone in there and Tyrese Maxi's so adorable it's just great mm-hmm. um it was really I mean obviously it was so loud in there I wasn't ever worried about the game at all I'm pretty sure was it that game that they were down by? Yeah, they were down. They were down by like cut it to like single digits at the half. And then I was like, they're going to win this game. I'm not worried about it. The, the Knicks like couldn't miss in like the first part. Same with Cleveland. It was like weird. They were like very mm-hmm. mirrored games. Um, The Cleveland game, I was at that one too. It was louder than the Knicks game. Okay because I think there was a lot of Knicks fans at the Knicks game who had bought these tickets pre knowing it was going to be Harden's first game, just because it's cheaper to get tickets here than it is at the garden. And so by Friday, when it was mostly Sixers fans, not Cleveland fans, it was so much louder that the arena was so loud. Um, It was just fun. And the way those three games, the way Harden and Maxi and Embiid were playing was incredible. It's kind of, Embiid like fell off a little bit in Cleveland and then more on last night, but Maxie's incredible. I love him so much. Um, yeah. They were just fun games. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the Sixers don't have much trouble, especially when they buckle down against the Knicks. The, the theme has just been how incredible the, uh, the trio of, of Maxie Harden and Embiid have been together, just playing off of one another and, and just, getting buckets when they need to. And they, we can move to the Cleveland game, you know, to start off that game, Cleveland just hit everything, everything in the first half. Uh, The Sixers were down by I think 13 after the first quarter, they gave up 43 points in the first quarter. Um, And they were down maybe nine uh, going into half. Um, I don't know about you. You can tell me if you had a different experience. I was never worried that they were going to lose this game. Uh -uh. with those guys playing like even though cleveland's very good cleveland has had a really good year they have two all-stars and evan mobley who's been really good as a rookie like i was just never worried like with those three guys out there uh maxi had a tremendous game he put up 33 like i just never thought that they were gonna lose like i i you know joel was not even very good in that game like on either end i never thought you know he never really got it going um And I think that it's just like, first of all, Maxie is taking this huge leap, which we can go into. But having a guy like Harden, who can just hold the ball and make the right decision all the time or get himself a shot whenever they need one, is so important. And they haven't had it basically ever. Like, Butler was here, and Butler wasn't great when he was on the Sixers, but he had some huge moments. And he had, you know, big moments in the playoffs against Brooklyn and all that kind of stuff. But, like, Harden's a way better version. Of that offensively um and having a guy like that just makes me feel pretty calm about like if this game gets close which i really think it will because i think they're as good as anybody they're gonna get the right shots down the stretch and then you can't really defend either harden or Embiid with one guy and the guy who can capitalize on all these advantages is maxi um so, you know, I-, I was really happy to see them hit some adversity and like to see them get down against a good team and have to eke out a win. Like, I, I think they're going to need games like that, you know, as they go down the stretch. And um, I think it's important. So, I, you know, I was happy to see them, you know, be up to the challenge and, and get a nice win like that. So what was that like to see in person? And-, and did you have a similar experience in terms of like not being worried when they got down?
0: Yeah, I wasn't worried at any point. Um, I just have a lot of faith in, I mean, I guess it's a small sample size, but like these three guys playing together, just, I don't know, after what they did with the Knicks and those like couple away games, like it just, they just seem like they can do when like their backs against the wall, like they're going to get it done. And I just wasn't too concerned about it. Plus Cleveland was shooting like out of their mind in the beginning of the game. And I'm just always like, water is going to find its level. Like you're not going to be seven for seven from three for, you're not going to be 21 from 20 for 21. Like it's going to even itself out and we'll be fine. Um, So yeah, I was never concerned about it. The game was really weird. The refs were really bad. I thought personally, Um, maybe it's because I was in arena and everyone likes to boo refs more when they're at the game, but I thought they were bad. Also the floor was wet the whole game. People were falling left and right in this game. And it was so weird. Do
1: you have a question? No, it's the Keith, the Keith tweet. Oh, the floor is wet. The wet, wet hand. Yeah. Yes.
0: I was like waiting for them to like do something. About, like, did Joel just like straight fell one time, like at half mm-hmm. court? And yeah. people were falling all over. I was like, is this floor wet? And no one seemed to investigate further, but I think they should have.
1: So then we get to Miami. Uh, Miami had a bunch of guys questionable um and then uh, it comes out that Harden they're gonna rest it was a back-to-back they're gonna rest Harden with the hamstring hamstrings can be really tricky um I think it's a smart move just in general to be careful with a with a hamstring um for a guy who's a little bit older and with 20 games left in the year you don't really want to push it and like they're jockeying for seating a little bit but like I, personally with how good the east is like doesn't matter to me a ton if they're first or second you know like you know i, I i'm not crazy about like especially for fucking last year like i don't mm. need them to get the first seed like be healthy it means like, nothing that's, <laughs> yes with, with these three guys i just want them to get their healthy um and we're, we're going to talk about that a little bit with joel um so yeah i didn't i didn't mind him resting honestly if anything it kind of for me i would have wouldn't have mind them just chalking it up and resting Joel too. Um, But I I would imagine they have some sort of plan with that. So anyway, they play without Harden and they just can't make a shot all night. You know, they scored 14 points in the first quarter. They shoot 17% from three and 34% from the field. And like, they just don't really have it. And I guess it's hard to have Harden and then, and then play without him sort of last minute. Um, they don't really have it. Maxi has like an okay game with 17 points on pretty efficient shooting. Joel has another bad game. Um, and they're sort of double and triple teaming him, but um, he, he's not really making his shots. He missed six threes. Um, didn't get to the line a ton. Um, you know, and, and we can talk about this game. Their defense I thought was fine. You know, they held Miami under hundred, but uh, I don't, I don't think there's much to take away from this one. Um when they played him without, without Harden. Um, but, but to me, it's just like, do we need to get Joel a rest day here? Um, because he's had now, it looks like a couple games in a row, two or three, um, where he looks a little bit slower and a little bit like he could maybe use some, some days off. Um, and did you take anything else away from this Miami game? To me, it's like, they had won five in a row and they were sort of due for a clunker. And, and it doesn't mean a whole lot to me other than that.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. Plus they like, they even made it a game at one point, like they cut it to four. Like it wasn't I like know,
1: down big, the stretch. They just and I, I just don't the think
0: they had the gas to do it. Um, So I'm not like concerned about facing Miami in a series. If we're at full strength, like I'm not, that does not worry me. So I said, like you said, a second night of back-to-back, no Harden, like, Whatever, um, yeah, I think Joel does look tired. I wouldn't hate for them to like rest him against Orlando or something, like obviously he's gonna play and again at home against Chicago and obviously gonna play in the Brooklyn game, but Orlando would be a good time to rest him, just give him a little bit of a break. He just looks tired, um yeah. and like coming, I know he gets a little bit of rest, but lot his all star break is probably not super restful playing in the game and I think he played a lot of minutes in the game and you know, there, it's not like a restful weekend. There's like events and things and you got to go and shake hands and kiss babies and do all that sometimes. So I think he could use
1: some, some time. Well, and he's also on track to play more games than he ever has in his life. Uh, Mm -hmm. So they should be very conscious of that. And they want to have a really long playoff run. So like, you know, obviously they want to gel with Harden and have him on the court, And and win as many games as possible, but also it's all for nothing if he's not you know who he needs to be in the playoffs. So it's a delicate balance. You mentioned the Orlando game, and that's really the one that they should they should go with because they play Thursday against Brooklyn, and then that Orlando game is Sunday, and it's the first half of a back to back. So if they rest him in that one and then play him again on Monday, that gives him some consecutive days off, which I think would be would be pretty smart. And Orlando sucks; they should be able to win that one with just Harden and the guys.
0: Yeah. Harden and the guys. It's like a fun band name.
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it, you know, who knows if one game off you know, here or there is enough to do it, but you know, and again, three games ago, he looked excellent. So I, yeah, I, I think he's fine, but they should, they should just be conscious of it.
0: Yeah. Three straight days off and then not having to play in the back to back though. I feel like that would give him some
1: energy. I agree. Um, you know, Maxi's just like taking the leap. He, he. I don't know if like we're just like talking about him as a star now, or if we can, or if we should take it easy. Like I talked about this with uh, uh, Porter on on uh, the Uno you know Ball podcast uh, the other day. But like, I don't think I'm overreacting just to these few games with Harden because it's also what he's been this whole year, uh, stepping up without Ben. Um, he just looks so good, and he's so confident, and like he just doesn't give a shit. Um, and it's so cool to see a guy improve at this rate, you know, uh, his second year and, and be unafraid like that Cleveland game where he was taking these off the dribble threes from deep, and dunking super deep, dunking on the fast break and then immediately pumping his hand to the crowd and, and Harden gesturing to the crowd. It's just so cool. Um, the fact that they were able to trade for Harden, you know, this just broke perfectly for Daryl. You know, to, to be able to make this trade, keep Matisse as well, and, and to be able to do all of this and, and keep a guy like Maxi who's as young as he is and improving at the rate he is. Joel clearly adores him, and, and Harden does too. And, oh, there's that quote um, from, I think it was the, was it the Knicks game or the Cleveland game, where Maxi hadn't done much uh, at halftime. The next game. The Knicks game. And uh, Maxie was asked, this is from Kyle Newbeck, what the key to his second half outburst was, among other pieces of advice and encouragement, uh, James came up to me and asked if I was going to play today. And I just love, I love, you know, people have (laughs) remarked, not that everything has to go back to Simmons, but people have remarked about the way that uh, Simmons would take that sort of comment. And there are guys like Maxie who love that sort of encouragement and that sort of uh, comment and, uh, he's just great. He's, he's everything that, uh, you know, he's like a a Jimmy Rollins type of guy that you want to root for, um, both like, you know, in his quotes and in his expressiveness and and in his play. So, so he's great. Are are you like over the moon with the Maxi experience?
0: Yeah, I love him. I love that. I've, in the number of like interviews and podcasts and whatnot, I've listened with him and his, his, he always says like, every day I try and get and get 1% better. And I just think he has an incredible like work ethic, like every, all the people like players, like front office, like staff are like, we have to kick him out of the gym, like tell him to go home. And like, he doesn't have to come in the next day. Like you need a break. Like he is like one of those guys that just wants to keep working and get better Um, And it shows and it's paying off for him. And that makes me so happy for him. Also, like, I'm not sure, because I don't listen to a lot of national media. Like, outside of Philadelphia and Kendrick Perkins, are other people aware of what Maxie is doing? Like, is it getting any, like, play anywhere else?
1: Well, I mean, you know, I know that, uh, like, Zach Lowe is a guy who's very uh he gets very granular with stuff so he's super into maxi but like i don't know about like talking head type people if they're really into it but uh yeah kendrick perkins is is very in on the maxi thing because i think he's a clutch guy and so is maxi um but uh but i don't know
0: yeah yeah. maxi is like seventh for in like most improved player odds right now yeah which is interesting there's like some people ahead of him that i just don't think like that makes me think that the national like thing is not up when I'm like, I think that Maxi has made a bigger leap than like a Jared Allen this year, but Jared Allen has better odds than him. Um, So it's just interesting. I just think it's kind of like a niche thing that we're very aware of here, but that kind of plays well because then when people, I mean, I know other teams will like scout him and like watch his film, but it's kind of fun when like opposing fan bases don't really know like what they're in for and then you can just like watch this kid score 35 on them
1: crazy it's so cool um, <laughs> while well,
0: he's so happy doing it so happy! i know,
1: I know he's so happy so he's the cute. best um tobias continues to really have a have a tough time out there especially with harden um i don't know if this is going to get any better or any easier for him um I just think that what they need him to do in these lineups is just not something that's comfortable for him. And he's been in the league like a decade. So to ask him to just completely change the way that he plays and he's trying, like he's shooting five threes in games more times than he's comfortable with. And I guess there's something commendable about that, but like, it's just not the way that he is going to be effective. Um, and I don't know that there's really a way to make it all that much better. So, um, you know, Dan mentioned it last week, like the the shot diet that really is available for him in, with the starters, with Maxi Embiid and Harden is the Niang diet, like is, is catch it and shoot it the second you get it. And there are like really bad clips going around pretty much every time he's out there with those guys. So like, do you see any way that this, you know, can, can, uh, can improve and and like what's the uh you know is is there a way that or do you think it just basically meanwhile they're winning like they've won every game with Harden and I do think that maybe maybe what they can do is stagger it a little bit better with um with with those three guys um or with those four guys um but but to me it, it just feels like they've just gotta sort of grit their teeth and get through it um probably find him a new home after this year but they're all focused on trying to win a title right now um it's tough because I I just he seems like a really tough fit with with the current group
0: yeah um he had I don't want to say he got a better game against Miami I thought he didn't look as bad he didn't like really score but I don't know
1: without Harden yeah
0: yeah without Harden so maybe that's the thing But maybe I maybe Doc just needs to figure out that, like you said, the stagger more. And if he doesn't play into their long term plans, like that's fine. But they should try and like make the most out of him while they have him like on there. I know Dan will disagree, but like I don't think he's like the worst player in the NBA. And I think there is some benefit to having him on your team. So. um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer. That's why I don't get paid millions of dollars to coach a basketball team and make these decisions, but I hope they figure it out because I really am sad every time Tobias does something wrong and everyone in the stadium boos them because I think he's a nice guy.
1: He's definitely a nice guy. Um,
0: I feel bad when the nice guys get booed. I really do.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just like,
0: because he's trying, he is trying. It's not his fault, completely.
1: I mean, it's like he is trying, but then there are all, there are clips where he gets the ball with nobody near him to shoot threes, and he still dribbles into nothingness. You know, yeah. so uh and sooner or later, I do think Harden and them are going to probably get in his ear even more than they probably are about doing that. Um, it's got to be it,
0: so hard, though. Like you've played. Basketball like so much for so long, and for so long of it, like that was your role to do that thing. And then all of a sudden your muscle memory, you have to be like, no, don't do that thing, just catch and shoot. And like your
1: muscle memory does not
0: tell you to do that.
1: Well, and that's that's the thing. It's like sometimes when you're that age and you've been in the league for a decade, you just can't change and you're not yeah. gonna change. You know what the I mean? Like, you are, yeah. Exactly. So uh, I'd love for him to become just a guy. And by the way, it's like okay, Tobias, shoot eight threes a game. And if you make two of them, it's still a win because we need those threes to go up. But it's like, for a guy like him, he might not make two of them. Like he might need the mid-range, like six of those mid-range shots to go up in order for him to get to 38% on his threes. But we don't have time for that shit. Like we have too many good players on this team than to like, for us to give him all the other stuff. Um, so they just really don't, I don't think they have the, the available shots, you know, to give him what he probably needs to get going. So I think that, you know, he's not, he's not going to put up a fuss. I don't think. And, you know, I, I just think that they're going to, you know, it would be cool to see him like have a moment at some point. Um, you know, but, uh, I, these, these are the shots that are available because the other three guys are just more important and better. So, um, you know, he, they're not going to bench him, I don't think, even if Niang is better at the thing that they need in the starting lineup. Um, especially as long as they keep winning games, which I have no doubt they'll keep doing because they're really, really good. Um, but it's tough because I don't, I don't really foresee the Tobias-specific thing getting a lot better soon. Um, all right, we're going to take an ad break. Uh, up next, we're going to talk about the Sixers' new old backup center, uh, the Sixers' rotation. Um, And uh, the update with the Ben Simmons stuff. And uh, anyway, we'll be right back. And, uh, and that's about it. We'll be right back. We're back. All right. So this week, uh, the Sixers, this is, it's all really happened within the span of one week. Uh, so Deandre Jordan got, um, waived by, uh, the Lakers and Woj tweeted, uh, the 76ers have been in the market for a backup center and will be aggressive in pursuit of Deandre Jordan, either placing a waiver claim or working uh, to sign him as a free agent. Uh, should he clear waivers? Um, he had a story on ESPN where he claimed that the Sixers were front runners to sign DeAndre Jordan, which is just such funny phrasing because who else is in this race? Who, <laughs> if the Sixers are front runners, who are they keeping out of this race? Um, he sucks and, um, he's super old and hasn't been good in a long time. He's huge though, and can presumably still dunk the basketball. Paul Millsap. Died years ago, but he still plays backup center. You um, know how
0: old DeAndre Jordan is? Tell me. Guess. Thirty-nine.
1: Thirty-three. No.
0: Yes, he's only thirty-three.
1: He's thirty-three. He's, he's two years, years older younger. than he's, me. I was going to say he's ten years younger than us. Wow.
0: He said he's super old.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: He's like the same age as James years. Harden.
1: That's crazy. All right. Well, he's been playing old, um, and uh, he hasn't. He's he's been struggling, and uh, he got waived by the Lakers, um, and basically it comes down to Doc does not seem like he's going to play B-ball Paul or uh, uh Bassie, and he has to play somebody old and. I can't watch. I can't, right. I can't watch Millsap anymore. I can't do it. He doesn't give you anything. He, he doesn't uh-huh. even have the height of a center. So for me, it's like at least be a guy who could physically dunk a basketball and Jordan can do that. Hopefully. Um, so I guess give it a shot. I, where I'm at with it is that I think the Harden Sixers are really, really great. And if he's gonna be in lineups with Harden, I'm confident enough that he will not single-handedly ruin them to the extent that we need to like, lose our minds about this. Um, I'm sure that he's bad, but I don't think he's gonna ruin our lives. And that's about as far as I'll go. Um, Emily, how do you feel about DeAndre Jordan, newest Sixer?
0: Yeah. That sounds good to me. Not ruining my life. I've had enough life ruining from basketball (laughs) players this year. I wouldn't. I'm not interested in any more of that. Um, And Paul Millsap is getting dangerously close. So is Furkan, who's someone I think we're going to talk about. Um, So yeah, if he could not ruin my life and not be like a giant liability on both ends of the court would be cool. Um, I still would love for bassy or b-ball paul yes. to get yeah. some run um also i think we didn't give Willie collie stein enough of a chance we put him in for like some garbage time like what's the point if you're not even going to like see what he has um yeah i it just seems like that deandre and jordan and doc have like some type of back deal that it was made on the golf course like hey I'll get you back to come hang out with me so we can like smoke cigars and play golf on the weekends. Like we'll be, I'll get you in the same city and like made it happen. Um, but whatever, like I said, if he doesn't ruin my life, like I'm not that concerned about who the backup center is. So
1: whatever. A bit mysterious, suspicious <laughs> that, what was it the day after we uncover that Lily Colley Stein is half Jewish He gets unceremoniously cut by the Sixers not sure if Sixers want to release a statement um i'm not saying anything a lot of people are talking about this on the internet um we put out a clip uh that sort of went viral after my one retweet and no likes (laughs) um really came flying in um Anyway, the rotation, uh, Doc is looking for two bench wings here. And he said two of these four guys need to play consistent basketball off the bench. Danny Green, Danny has to be like, wait, am I not like a solid guy? What's going on here? (laughs) Danny Green, um, uh, Furkan Korkmaz, who has not played well in so long. It's unbelievable. Shake, who has been playing very well for a little while now. And Isaiah Joe, who...
0: Doesn't Never play. Gets on the court.
1: doesn't play, so I don't know how he's gonna impress Doc without <laughs> playing any basketball. But hey Shake, I mean hey Isaiah, find a way. Really seems know. like
0: uh Danny and Shake's to lose, but we'll
1: <laughs> I mean, see. those are the guys that are playing. Uh now kind is still getting on the court, but he can't make a shot. Starving um, sometimes Isaiah Joe certainly seems behind the eight ball here since he's not allowed to play basketball, but uh, stranger things have happened. Um, So yeah, if you had to guess here, uh, Emily, who would you guess are the two guys out of that four who make the playoff rotation?
0: Yeah, I would, as of right now, I would guess it's Danny and shake Shake's been playing really, really well, but then it just like so weird because doc just is like, Oh, I'm going to start for yesterday. Like why?
1: I don't know. Was he
0: trying to like boost his confidence? That can be my, that's my only guess because like, he's played like trash recently so like what's he giving you i don't know but it's a nice guy you know
1: i mean i you know the thing about furcon is supposed to be that he is an unconscious shooter who will just shoot it constantly no matter what which which is what harden wants which is important to harden um but he's not making anything and he gives you basically nothing else because they don't really need the ball handling anymore um So, yeah, I think that Shake, especially if Shake's shot is going in, Shake has has played well as a secondary creator um, lately. But, um, yeah, I would love to see Isaiah Joe get some run here. And if Doc is bringing him up here. Now, of course, by the way, they signed DeAndre Jordan, and Doc says he's not the incumbent. You know, he's one of the backup centers that we have now. It's like, okay, he's the backup center. Um,
0: Speaking of Isaiah Joe, he had the best outfit, like, in-game outfit on the at the next game like they do like the drip cam or whatever and they show the Mm -hmm. players walking in Isaiah Joe's outfit was so good and I every time they showed it I was like damn he looks good
1: did Sixers social media post him on Instagram I don't know probably I'm gonna look it up okay this is a great
0: radio I'll put show it to the camera if I find it
1: all right. Well, hang on. Drew's going <laughs> to, let's have Drew look at that. Emily, I need hundred percent of you right here because we're going to bring this podcast. Uh, on. All right. Um, we're
0: going to do it.
1: The final note of business before we get to our predictions here is, uh, Ben Simmons who suffered a little setback with his back injury. According to Ramona Shelburne, uh, earlier in the week, uh, Woj said that, uh, Simmons playing in Philly on March 10th, which is coming up on Thursday. It's not happening. Simmons will not officially not be playing in that game against the Sixers. Uh, Shocking news for many of us here who really were expecting. Now, I wonder if retroactively, they're going to put those prices back down. Um, I'm not sure. Now today, uh, Steve Nash said that Simmons isn't, wasn't with the Nets today uh, in Boston, um, but he will join them on this road trip, which ends in Philly. Do you think, that Ben Simmons is going to go to the game in Philadelphia to sit on the bench?
0: Absolutely not.
1: That's that would be an insane thing to do.
0: And that would that is that would be insane. He's like a sitting duck. He can't even horrible. like play on the court. He just has to no, sit there no, and have someone I, talking I, I, and I, yelling him
1: the whole time. That would that's would, not good for your mental that health. Cruel... That's terrible
0: for your mental health.
1: Don't do no. that that would be a cruel that's like putting him in a dunk tank that would be a cruel i would honestly <laughs> not even as someone who has like is a sixers fan i would think at, at like for steve nash that would be a fucking shitty thing for him to do be. to a human being it would be shitty for him to put him on the bench among these rabid Philadelphia. that would be horrible do not do that like for 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 him um <laughs> we're hearing from drew the, the sixers on this day when emily said that joe looked really great uh, uh the sixers posted literally every sixer but isaiah joe no everyone um, but
0: shake they did post isaiah joe guys.
1: Isaiah bad. Joe is the guy we're trying to see
0: yeah oh, look at, he looks him. great
1: there's the video look at there that out the look at that oh, outfit he does, he does no
0: great. sunglasses he looks good
1: um Thanks for tuning in, Drew. Because oh yeah, I think oh, we man. need 100
0: from <laughs> Drew in this podcast.
1: Anyway, um, they cannot, they cannot put Simmons on the bench in Philadelphia. No. That would be a, a horrific thing to do to him, and and pointless. What's he there to do? Cheater? Absolutely not. Don't do that. He doesn't do that. Th- that would be a terrible situation for everybody. Um, all right, well, yeah, and and uh, you know, I guess we're both unsurprised that he's not playing in that game and but also the nets need wins we've talked about this like the nets just lost to boston they're trying to stay out of the 9 10 seeds uh, in the play-in um you know they had Kyrie and kd today and they still lost um to a very good boston team so they need as many wins as possible so
0: with nick we'll stauskas that. by the way here's the
1: nick stauskas, here's the stauskas, stauskas the games yeah
0: and a two-year deal not like a 10-day thing no, like they're just good, signing thing we him.
1: Have, good thing we have six backup centers on the team it's great <laughs>
0: We couldn't use a shooter. We don't need
1: no, those. couldn't use a shooter. We have one guy who's in the thick of a race who can't get off the court, off the <laughs> bench. Um, all right, predictions uh, for next week. Oh, give me a standings update here, Emily. I nailed the predictions. You this did. Day, I'll tell you that. You yeah. did.
0: So me and Dan both thought the Sixers would never lose again. So we both went two and one. So I... And then Steve nailed it, so we went 3 out. So Steve's in the lead at 40 and 24, then me at 39 and 25, and then Dan at 36 and 28.
1: All right, so uh, I have retaken the lead. Uh, this week, the Sixers play home against Chicago and Brooklyn. Chicago, the Sixers have beaten uh, three times this year. Uh, Chicago's having a very good year. Uh, Brooklyn, I believe we've split with them so far. Uh, That's a big game, of course. James Harden against Brooklyn. Kyrie should be legally allowed to play in that game. Um, But no Ben Simmons. uh, Could be in the stands. Um, And uh, and then they play at Orlando, which is the front half of a back-to-back. Which we've talked about as a potential rest Joel day. uh, But but who knows? Uh, Dan has texted in his predictions. He said three wins. I The only question for me is whether or not they win that shitty Orlando game. Mm. Um, And it's like, do we get only DeAndre Jordan and Paul Millsap center minutes? Hmm. Three wins. That would
0: be rude.
1: That would be rude. (laughs) Um, I say three wins.
0: I don't want to see any more Paul Millsap center minutes. I don't want to see him ever again. I know
1: it's rough. I know. I, I go three wins. Emily, what say you?
0: so I'm actually debating this Chicago game I know it's at home but I feel like it's Chicago is good and I feel like it's hard to beat a team four times true true um but I oh and by
1: the way Nikola Vucevic questionable for this mm, game if that does anything for you
0: well it doesn't really do anything for me because no matter what I only pick the Sixers to win so I'm picking for (laughs) that.
1: (laughs) i kind of
0: thought about it but like who am i kidding i haven't picked the 36
1: game win streak for for your (laughs) predictions something
0: like that um no it's i actually picked them to lose the last chicago game and they won it so it screwed me over but here we are oh my god before that let's see i did pick one loss and then before that so not counting if if i had picked that loss to be a win you know what i'm saying it would be a 31 win streak i haven't picked them (laughs) I picked them to lose once in 31 games.
1: (laughs) This is rough. It's
0: working well for me. I'm only one game back. So leave me alone.
1: Well, the team's very good. So your record (laughs) could just be their record. If you think every game is a win. Right. I mean, it's not the
0: worst idea. Not a bad
1: idea. All right. This is it. We did it. Um, Thank you for listening to the show and um, wherever you are. I hope you are safe and sound. Um, <laughs> Thank you uh, for listening. Follow the podcast, Gastro Blues Pod. Uh, watch us on YouTube, uh, the Gastro Blue, Gastro Blues Pod uh, Sixers Podcast. Um, DA Pelts13, Third and Girl, Steve J. Lippman, um, And that's all. Good luck in your exam, Dan, who we miss. Mm-hmm. And um, that's about it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Go Sixers. Um, good luck this week, DeAndre Jordan, and um, get out there, Isaiah Joe, earn yourself some minutes. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be back with you next week. And uh, yeah, we love you. That's it. Be safe and be great. And goodbye.